little Christmas. Let your heart be light. All right. From now welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the Sons of History podcast. I'm Dustin Bass. And I'm Alan Joaquin. And this is Frank Sinatra singing his heart out. God bless his heart. Uh, died not too long ago. An American icon. And uh, if you haven't listened to this one, Jolly Christmas by Frank Sinatra, make sure you do. It's a classic. All right. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate it. Um, anyways, we are here on Christmas Eve. Actually, no, this is obviously recorded before Christmas Eve because we got people to be with. Um, so, but this is our Christmas episode. We very happy that you've decided to listen in. Um, I'm assuming that you're not listening in on the 24th, that you're probably with friends and family. But if it's the 26th, 27th, 28th, or sometime in 2019, that's fine. Uh, welcome aboard. We're going to be talking about Christmas, Christmas miracles. Um, but before we get started, Alan, have you ever experienced a Christmas miracle? Uh, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, I've had other types of miracles, but never a Christmas What about miracle. an anti-miracle? How about a Christmas snafu? Well, I remember... that went terribly wrong. Yes, uh, I was dating this girl who did not get along with my parents. Oh, God. I had to find some way to figure out how I was going to balance time with my parents and balance time with her, and... Uh, I knew things were going to go bad, and sure enough, things went bad. It, Did it go bad in front of your parents? Uh, later on. Uh-huh. But uh, I, I really didn't want to tell each side the truth about how much each side really despised each other. Oh. You know, I had to kind of find a peaceful... <laughs> resolution. Resolution, <laughs> which is what I was hoping, but it, yeah. it didn't work out that way, but... Uh, yeah, every major holiday was a huge problem for me during that time. How old were you? Uh, 40, I was about to turn 40. Oh, wow. So this so was... Late, uh, late 30s. Yeah. Yeah. This is about, what, this was in the 80s then? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. no. This happened. Uh, Thank you very much. This happened in the, in, in the last decade, kind of in the middle of the last decade. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah, well, a, you you found a lovely lady now. Yes. And so you have a Christmas miracle come every December 25th. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I've ever had a real Christmas miracle. I've had some terrible presents. Uh, here, let me give you one. Uh, so my, my parents, I, I love my parents to death. They're just great people. Um but when it comes to Christmas gifts, a uh, lot of lot of swings and misses. Uh, so this was when the Nintendo had, you know, more or less just come out, right? So my my friends, my neighbors, uh, it was my brother. He's an older guy. Uh, he's older by three years. It was his best friend. They had the Nintendo, right? And they had got it, I guess, earlier that year, or they knew that they were getting the Nintendo for Christmas, and so. You know, we had been playing the Nintendo 
uh, with some other friends, or maybe they had already had it. I really can't remember. But we were asking for a Nintendo. Like, Mom, Dad, we don't want anything else. We're not asking too much. Just a Nintendo and to live peaceably among the brethren, right? We think under that tree is the Nintendo. We're quite certain, almost 100%. Christmas shows up. We get to open up the present. And what do we open up? Not a Nintendo, mind you, but an Atari XE. <laughs> I like Atari. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, if that was the new thing. Yeah. If that's what you were, you were asking for as a kid. Now, I didn't take it as hard as my brother, but he wept. He wept that Christmas. Like Jesus? Like, <laughs> similar, yeah. It was like a death in the family. He, he cried. Now, eventually, the, the following year, um, we ended up getting a Nintendo. And we're on that thing all the time. Maybe it was foresight. My parents knew that you know, these kids still need to get outside. They're never going to leave their room. Well, I had a story kind of similar to that. Sounds a little familiar. Um, I wanted this... Uh, Here we go. This BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cross between a BB gun and a uh, pellet gun. And... Uh, Kept telling my folks, I really want this for Christmas. Really want this for Christmas. Um, they bought me pajamas. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I opened up. Yeah, I was like thinking. Was, was it in a long tree. box? I was, <laughs> Just a toy yeah, with you? Yeah, it was. And I opened it up. And, and I remember one of them was Kawasaki, the motorcycle. Uh -huh. I will never forget Kawasaki. I'm like thinking... What the hell am I going to do <laughs> with, these pajamas. with these pajamas? I wanted a pellet gun. You'd have probably shot your eye out, kid. <laughs> yeah, they probably wanted to give me a football, but no. That <laughs> how about a good, uh, nice, how about a nice football? football? All but, right. But yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. Now, I did eventually get my pellet gun for my birthday, mm -hmm. but... Yeah, my, my dreams. But this was like, crushed. what, a few years ago, right? You oh, got the, is, probably got the pellet gun. It was around 1980. <laughs> 79, 80. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really wanted that. Yeah. I mean, I was about to turn 14, 13. Mm -hmm. I was like, come on, give me a pellet gun. Give me a pellet gun. <laughs> Don't make me get violent. Don't you know? make me get violent without the pellet gun. So I'll tell you, when I, when I, you know, moved out and had my own home and all that. I bought myself the real thing. <laughs> yeah. Daisy Red Rifle. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Well, speaking of Christmas letdowns, we won't be talking about that. We're going to be talking about a Christmas miracle. Yes. Happened in 1776. Yes. Um, one of the most dramatic things to happen in American history um, is the crossing of the Delaware. Yeah, well, uh, funny you say that because we almost didn't have an American history. Correct. The Revolutionary War was not going very well. Uh, everybody knows, okay, July 4th, 1776, we signed the Declaration of Independence. Hooray, we are a new nation. Okay, then what? A lot of people know what happened. Uh, there was a uh, occupying army in Staten Island, the British, and uh, from there they used that as a base of operations and they invaded uh, the rest of New York. They landed in uh, Long Island, Brooklyn, and uh, almost defeated uh, our troops, the American troops there. Um, they 
they managed to get across into Manhattan. And then there was a huge battle in Manhattan. Uh, Washington escaped. And there was a huge battle up in White Plains, just to the north of there. Each time, just about each time, Washington tried to fight Sir William Howe, who was the British general. William Howe would find some way to go around Washington and uh, defeat Washington. So, um, and then we had about 3,000, 2,000 to 3,000 guys surrendered at Fort Washington, which is where the Washington Bridge is yeah. today. Yeah, Fort Washington, Fort Lee, that whole... That whole area. Um, disaster. Every, every major battle that Washington fought against William Howe, he was getting defeated. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were on the verge of losing the war and on the verge of losing our nation. We were going to revert back to be a, uh, a British uh, colony. Colony. Yeah. Um, Washington's uh, best general by the name of Charles Lee was beginning to openly challenge Washington because he felt Washington was an incompetent. Mm -hmm. Which a lot of people felt that a lot way. Of, yeah. Now yeah. Lee used to be a general in the British Army mm -hmm. and he resented the fact that this major, who's now a general, who calls himself a general, yeah. who was beneath him as far as he was concerned, was his commanding general. Right. So he kind of dilly-dallied and... Uh, on Friday the 13th, he dilly-dallied in this little town, and, and there was a reward. And Yeah, Freddy Krueger came out and got him like a pig. Something like that, yes. No, <laughs> no, oh, no, my bad, my bad. Wrong, wrong. Uh, Freddy Krueger, but uh, <laughs> one of the guys was uh, Bannister Tarleton, Bloody Tarleton. He's oh, yeah. one of the guys that captured uh, Charles Lee, and that was on December the, the 13th. I got the, I got the two confused. I can understand that. Yeah. So uh, the, the American army was marching, many of them barefoot, across New Jersey to flee in, across the Delaware River into Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, so much so that it was often recorded that they could see the blood streaks in the snow. That is correct. That's how poorly um, just prepared uh, a lot of these militia members were, um, and soldiers. They, they just didn't have um, what the British soldiers had. Right. The British soldiers were a disciplined group. Now, it wasn't until about a year later when a guy named von Steuben, a Prussian general, mm -hmm. would teach the drilling methods the European drilling methods into the American army. And that, and von Steuben was the man who actually turned the American army from an undisciplined force to the mm -hmm. disciplined force we still have to this very yeah. day. So as bad as Valley Forge sounds or mm -hmm. was it during was that time, bad. there was a big positive that came from it, which was von Steuben's right. uh, discipline. But that was a year later. Yeah, that was later. We, we still, yeah. we're this, still. Yeah, this, this army had just gotten yeah, started. Right. This is uh, the army of seventy six. This is the winter of seventy six to seventy seven. It got so bad that Thomas Paine, who wrote the uh, Common Sense, mm -hmm. uh, saw that the, the the war was about to be over. That the war that we were about to be defeated. He came out uh, with a pamphlet called The Crisis which, uh, in my opinion, it was as inspiring as uh, Henry V's St. Crispus Day speech, which motivated the men to, you know, fight. Yeah. Come on, guys, this is a fight that needs to be fought. Right. It's, 
and has to be one. It has to be one. I mean, you know, the beginning of the of of the, the crisis is uh, these are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Washington was so inspired that he read that pamphlet to his troops on the 23rd of December. Now, William Howe captured New Jersey at this point, and they could see the American troops on the other side of the Delaware in uh, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in, in those days, it was uh, common practice when winter set to call off the war. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, had a, you have a winter truce. And uh, William Howe went back to his uh, went back to New York City to be with uh, uh, Betsy Loring, who was the Absolutely. wife of one of his uh, officers, <laughs> lady friend Ella. <laughs> yeah, little little lady friend, and uh, you know um, uh, what's uh, Cornwallis? Lord mm -hmm. Cornwallis wanted to go back to be with his wife in London. They didn't anticipate anything was going to happen, mm -hmm. but Washington knew that he had to do something. You know, in those days. You signed up to be in the military up to a certain point. Right. And his army was going to go home on January the 1st of mm -hmm. 1777. Their recruitment was up. They're, they're, they've done their part. Yeah. And Washington was not going to have an army at that point. And how is he going to fight a war if he doesn't even have an army? Yeah. So he knew he had to do something desperate. As he crossed the Delaware to, to uh, evacuate... He took all the boats and barges with him, everything, anything that the British could use. He took them. He took them. Now, the British just assumed that he did that so that they could not follow him. But the British, they, they, had, they had lumber. There were lumber yards in Trenton. They could have easily built rafts. They easily could have you know, built whatever was necessary to cross right. the uh, Delaware. But Washington, what he had in mind wasn't so much preventing the British from crossing but he was going to use those boats to recross. To, to recross, and recross he did. Now on Christmas night, December the twenty fifth, um, he uh, he found out that well, what happened was is that the the Hessians yeah. stationed men across the Delaware, which were German mercenaries. German mercenaries. So there were no British troops; there were just Hessians. All the British troops went back to New York for for the winter quarters. There's not going to be any more fighting, so they thought. Well, Washington collected all the boats, and he took a few thousand men with him. And uh, on Christmas night, December the 25th, 1776, and it was a freezing night, mm -hmm. I should tell you. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the uh, that famous the painting, picture, the yeah. famous painting, look, look at the river. Yeah, very accurate. Those, that, ice all in the that's river. That's ice. They, they were crossing the Delaware, and there was ice. And it was so cold that a couple of men even froze to death. Yes. So they landed to the west and to the east of, uh, of Trenton, and, uh, and, then, and they marched. And the, the plan was is that, all, that two of them would converge. One was going to prevent any, because you know, the next town there were Hessians just to the east. Mm -hmm. So they were going to fight the Hessians there to prevent them from helping the Hessians in Trenton. And another group was going to prevent the Hessians from crossing a bridge to escape. So those two had to, those two groups had to converge. Nathaniel Green and George Washington landed to the west, and they marched towards Trenton. 
The plan was to get there right at sunrise. That didn't quite work out that well. Uh, they, they were delayed, mind you. Now, the German commander, his name was Rall, um, he wanted wine, women, and song. Yeah. That's all he wanted. And he got it. And he uh -huh. spent the night with a, with a lady. And, and he was drunk. He was drunk. And, uh, well, the uh, Americans, they showed up mm -hmm. around, surrounded the town. And uh, Alexander, the Ham Alexander Hamilton was there firing his cannon. Yeah. Uh, Henry Knox was there. Um, then, like I said, I Henry Knox is one of the one of Henry Knox and Nathaniel Green were two of Washington's favorite generals. That is correct. Uh, Nathaniel Green and uh, Benedict Arnold, I would say, were the two greatest uh, tacticians in the entire American army. Right. Now this is before Benedict Arnold, of course, became a traitor. And Henry Knox actually. Uh, was over, if you will, explosives. And But he had actually owned a bookstore for a long period of time and had done a ton of reading about uh, cannons, explosives, and different things like that. So that's why he was... So, uh, listeners, if you're big into reading, keep reading. Keep reading, that's right. So the, uh, so the Americans surrounded the town, and, uh, and the alarms went up. There was uh, cannon fire, and uh, the Hessians... Were, were shocked to find that the Americans, the Americans are here. Mm -hmm. So they uh, ran up uh, two of the main streets and our guys fired cannon into them and fired their muskets and rifles. And uh, when it was over, uh, Rawl was mortally wounded mm -hmm. and uh, they surrendered. After that happened, the Hessians, the surviving Hessians, and there were about a thousand of them, they surrendered. Washington had his victory. Yeah. And, you know, the Hessians, they ended up having to, uh, they were vacated to, um, they were evacuated to Philadelphia and they had to shamefully march through Philadelphia mm -hmm. and, and people were laughing at them and throwing things at them. But the Americans in Trenton were just, they, they couldn't believe themselves. They actually captured the Hessians. Now, the Hessians, these are guys that grew up I mean, their whole life was to be... Professional, yeah, that's why they were mercenaries. Yeah, these were professional, merciless soldiers, and they just they just defeated them. Well, the whole country heard about it. Word spread that uh, we had defeated the Hessians at Trenton. And that's it, without Twitter. Yes, yes. Yeah, no Twitter, no Facebook. Uh, yeah. There were not people there doing Facebook Live. So, yeah, <laughs> go uh, figure. It, it breathed life back into the Revolutionary War. Mm -hmm. But Washington was not finished. He told his men, give me just one more, just one more battle. Because he knew that it would be after New Year's Eve. Right. So they said, okay, we'll, we'll do it. We'll give you one more battle. So now William Howe and, and Lord Cornwallis were, were pretty pissed off. They're like, why are these guys fighting in the middle of winter? Yeah. Cornwallis, he wanted to go home. He wanted to go back to London. William Howe, well, he, he wanted to get back in the arms of uh, Miss yeah, Laurie. Londonderry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard she was a hot little filly there. Yeah, quite a looker. So Howe sent Cornwallis, who's pretty pissed off because all of his baggage was ready to go to London. So Cornwallis had to call it, had to stop his plans of going back home to be with his wife, and and he marched towards Trenton to capture Washington. Um. Well, you know, there was kind of a little bit of a showdown, but not much fighting. Mm -hmm. um, Cornwallis, who captured Trenton, said, okay, I'll, I'll get him the next morning. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the British officers like, if I know this Washington <laughs> fellow, he won't be here tomorrow morning. Yeah. Sure enough, sure enough Washington maybe. left. It, 
a miracle. Miracle. And uh, he went up to uh, um, Princeton, and he captured Princeton. Yeah. And that and Americans were like, "Whoa, that's two victories." Mm-hmm. And, and then Charles Lee was like, "Wow, yeah." Charles wah, Lee. Charles Lee was a prisoner at this point. Uh huh. But um, Washington at that point was like, "Okay, my my men have had enough. They, you know, many of them do want to go home." Mm-hmm. But so many people in the nation were inspired by. Washington just having the, you know, cojones to attack in the middle of winter yeah. and defeat the British. You're not supposed to defeat the British. Mm-hmm. And he defeated the British. You're not supposed to defeat the British and you're not supposed to fight during the dead of winter. During the dead of winter. Not, not during those days. You just didn't do it. So the, with the Revolutionary War on December, on Christmas Eve, was on the verge of death. Mm-hmm. Now, a few days after New Year's Eve, 1777, he breathed life into the Revolutionary War. He went... And he finally settled in Morristown, New Jersey, mm-hmm. for the winter quarters. And, uh, you know, the uh, the British, uh, they had to back off a bit. They thought they could, you know, put uh, patrols and troops along the Delaware. Well, they had to back up and, and move their troops back into, uh, near, like, form a perimeter around New York City. Mm-hmm. Because they knew that, you know, these guys are going to... Anything gonna, can happen. Anything can happen. They're going to keep attacking us. Yeah. So now they no longer had all of New Jersey like they did on December the 24th, Christmas Eve. They were now, they, they had to go back to the uh, vicinity of New York City, and uh, we had another year to fight. And, you know, 1777 was a pretty banner year. Uh, Saratoga, Sar- without Saratoga, we wouldn't have had the French join us. Mm-hmm. So it uh, breathed life, and uh, we... we uh, what we what's that what's that saying? We come back to fight another day. Yeah, live to fight another live, day. Live to fight another and year. Speaking of living to fight another day or living to fight another year, that's one of the things that George Washington said before that Battle of Trenton, victory or death. Vic, that's right. He did say that. Yeah. yeah. Well, listeners, we hope that you enjoyed this Christmas miracle retelling um, with a little humor spotted in. Um, and we hope that you enjoy your Christmas, uh, tomorrow. And if you're listening to this after Christmas, we hope that you did have a Merry Christmas. Um, and if you don't celebrate Christmas, we hope that you enjoyed your holiday, that you've had a happy holiday. And we do hope that you enjoy, um, the end of this year and have a great beginning of 2019. Um, and if you want to check us out on social media, you can. Where? There's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's right. And we also have our own website, www.thesonsofhistory.com. That's right. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening and if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please do so and also rate and review. Go ahead and leave us about a thousand Uh, At least five stars. No less than five stars. Yeah, leave us a great review and tell your friends about us. Uh, Tell your friends and your family uh, to check out the Sons of History. We will talk to you later. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And why are we here again? Because... uh, To... Educate... (laughs) Entertain... I thought you were like, why are we here? (laughs) Why are we here? (laughs) Goodbye, everyone.